You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is but a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life, we celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody, no matter where you are in the world. Welcome to selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy. Our topic today, choose positive living and activating your career with Kylie Ross from Australia. Activating your career. You know, where we look at our youth and we kind of think, well, what kind of career is there out there for them? Um, the job situation, um, the entire career platform has changed. How prepared are they for it? How prepared are they to write that resume that isn't boring and going to make somebody yawn, but really activate interest in them? How are they going to get those interview skills that they need in order to, to get a job or start a career in anything? This is the skill of Kylie. She is going to help us understand what we actually need in order to prepare our kids, or maybe we're going into the job force. Many people have been stay-at-home mum, and it's uh, going back into the career uh, force now. Everything about them has been out of date. So how do they get back into date and activate that new career? Welcome to the show, love, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for having me, Sarah. It's great to be here. Now, activating a career... Um, you know, a lot of people almost think like, I just put something up on YouTube and someone's going to find me, you know, or I can just walk into it. My personality is just going to win everybody over. Personality, as it's choose positive living, that attitude is extremely important. But if you don't have something else there, then all you are is a personality. Nobody knows what your skills are. So preparation is absolutely huge, isn't it? Well, yes, absolutely. And it starts, I think, with preparing with your own self and your self-worth and looking internally to um, figure out what is your drivers, what you're passionate about, and also to back yourself. So having a positive mindset, as you say, your personality will shine in an interview, but it all starts with working on your internal self. And then you can get all of the artifacts in the world to help you with your uh, career such as a resume you can get some skills in how to answer particular styles of questions and that's all really important tools that I do in my business to help my uh, students but it all comes down to yourself and how you back yourself what you feel about yourself and the value that you can bring to an organization and also an expectation from the organization about what uh, they can bring for you in terms of your development and your training and your future career path. So it's a two-way kind of conversation. And I think people often forget that the candidate going for a job or the student getting prepared to be uh, job ready and employment ready, they have a lot to bring to the table. And they're also very fresh, got new ideas, something that a business can gain um, knowledge and understanding from a different way of thinking and a different way of working that um, students coming up today definitely bring innovation and passion to the workplace so it's a, it's a fine balance but yeah you just need to um, think about backing yourself and start with that before any of the fancy tools can help you certainly they're tangible tools and they can help you but um, it's all coming back to the, the mindset the positive mindset and believing in yourself. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they say, you you know, the snapshot to make first impression. And, you know, it's not the Armani suit, you know, how expensive you look. It's that how comfortable are you in your own skin? You know, um, does your tone of voice become inviting? You know, are you speaking authentically from yourself? Because very often the content is neither here nor there is, have they bought you? Do they see you as an authentic person who really likes who you are and what you bring to the table? Because if you're wringing your hands and you're feeling insecure, then well, what they are insecure about, right? So in all business today, we say you are your business. You are your calling card, you're everything. So you need to know who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, because that's the first first impression that people are going to have of you. Yeah, I think a lot of people talk about personal brand these days. Mm -hmm. But as you say, it's bringing it back to being your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And you want that represented in all of the um, elements of a job search, starting when you apply for a job with a cover letter and the sort of information that you um, elaborate upon in your cover letter to show why you're interested in working for a particular organization and what skills and experience you have that you can bring to the table for that organization followed by your resume and then of course when you prepare for your interview as soon as you step into the building of the um, organization where your interview is you're on your you're being seen and it's how you interact with even the receptionist when you're greet greet the receptionist and you're waiting for your meeting and you're going to be visible from everyone and they do look at things like that as well I remember my sister went for an interview once and they said there was a girl deliberately asked to walk through the waiting room with a lot of paper that she had to photocopy and my sister was the only candidate who said, made a comment to her about oh you've got a lot of work there to do um, yeah, hope you get through it or something, something simple like that, but it showed she was a genuine person. She's caring um, about and showed an interest in the workplace. And, and that was a, a tactic they used to see um, how they interact in the informal setting as well as the formal setting of the interview. So you're, you're always on. So as you say, it comes back to you being your authentic self, being genuine and um, just presenting yourself in the best possible light. That could also include an Armani suit. If you feel like you want to invest in some nice clothes for an interview. I think that's definitely an element. And as you said before, you're very interested in colours. So colours can also um, make you feel like oh, I love the blue, the mm -hmm. light blue. So that's a very peaceful colour that I like to um, have that kind of a vibe. So all of those elements come into play, but it's, it's coming from a place of knowing yourself, backing yeah. yourself and just being authentic. Yeah. It's very it really hard to what authentic is, but you need to work at it over years. I mean, yeah. I'm in my 40s now and I'm really starting to understand who I am and what I'm about and that's what led me to wanting to help students with um, their career change and starting up this business activating careers. I did a master's in it and I wanted to share that knowledge and not just have it as a theoretical framework that I, I have for myself. I wanted to share that with other people and empower them to get on the right path with their, with their job search. And that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Is that whatever we're doing, it's a contribution, you know, um, yeah. it's a sharing. And that the more we learn, the more that we want to share to empower others, because the more others are empowered, the more empowerment there is all around. 
on a, you know, on a higher vibration that's going out there. So, you know, I like that technique that they have, you know, how caring is somebody, you know, is it, oh no, it's just my job. I don't care about yours. Or it's like, oh, teamwork. We're all in this together. Can I help you? Yeah, because very often in any company, you need to step up outside of what you're doing to help somebody else with what they're doing. And you've got to show that willingness without having to really be instructed to do it. That's it. It's all about the emotional intelligence of someone, which is a very important employability skill these days. And as you were mentioning earlier about the personality, they're assessing you pretty much as soon as they meet you. So mm -hmm. your authentic self being looking approachable, looking confident, but um, just projecting a calm person that you are, whatever your personality is. I mean, some people are extremely bubbly and vivacious. Others are more shy and reserved and it's okay to be you. Yes. And people are going to respond better to the genuine you. There's no point me training all of my students to act confident because um, their confidence might show in different ways in the way that they interact with the interviewer, in the way that they answer the questions. And certainly some people get gain confidence from doing a lot of preparation for the interviews, including how to answer interview questions, which is where I come in with my business to empower people to feel confident in the interview. Um, but the way they project confidence or just being themselves will be different in every, every situation. And also, as you say, with the vibration um, or the energy of the people in the room, it will create a different kind of culture each time in the interview room. And you know, you talked about a cover letter and it's not like your resume is, is one resume that can go to everyone. Um, but if the cover letter, it really needs to be catered to the company that you're seeking employment at um, because it's, it's your why you want to be there and not just one generic cover letter that can go into a dozen different places because that feels more impersonal, doesn't it? Yes, that's absolutely right. It's all about um, thinking about why do you want to work for that company and why would they want to employ you? Mm -hmm. That's your opportunity to give that key message in the cover letter. There is a bit of controversy over cover letters these days, whether they're still uh, a viable tool, whether they're still required or not. Some people jump straight to the resume. Some people can apply online directly with LinkedIn, for example. So there are certain traditional industries that still use cover letters quite a lot, particularly legal and government and perhaps finance as well. But also in your resume, you can start it with a profile, a, a professional profile. I always have like a paragraph at the top, which is a summary of um, showing those key messages of why you're applying for that particular organisation for that particular role and looking on the website at the about the company section, mm -hmm. grab reading through the vision, the vision, the mission, the values, and even um, going to the extent of looking at the corporate plan or the annual plan, you'll often get some really great sentences in there from the CEO um, that you can look at, read and research, and then think about the sort of language you use when you're writing your professional profile to resonate with that company because you're showing, demonstrating that you're yeah. aligning the way that you think, not the way that you think, but the way that you're presenting yourself to show that you're a candidate that would be aligned with the vision and values of that company. And language is a very powerful tool. Oh, and yeah. 
obviously knowledge and language are very powerful tools, but if you've shown that you've looked at the information that's available to you and even gone to a, a greater depth, and all of this information will, of course, be invaluable in your interview when you're having the opportunity to ask questions. And some people think at the end of the interview, it's just kind of another question they ask you, do you have any questions for us? But no, that's your chance to shine and to show what you're interested in, what you can bring to the table, and that you've done some research beyond just Googling the company yeah. and just looking maybe at um, the front page. If you know about their products and services, you know they're an international company that have um, practices or visibility across five continents, mention that and say that you want to work for an international company because you're in your early 20s, this is just an example, and in the future you would like the opportunity to work for an international company and perhaps represent that company in another country for a period of time, that sort of thing, to show your interest and that you've done some research and that the structure of the company is something that it's a big enough company that you're interested in uh, pursuing a career there for the longer term. Yeah, you might actually have gone in for one position, but you, through yeah. your research, you go, you know, however, I, I understand that this position is open, but I, I'm extremely interested in this department or in this aspect of it. You know, I have some ideas or I really would love to pursue that further. They might start you off in one place, but see, oh, this person's got some gumption here. We'll move them over or maybe just put them straight yeah. in there. But you've, you've got to show you know, some of your interest by putting forth some ideas. So they actually get, oh, this person's generally interested and, and really wants to participate because it is about participation, isn't it? This is a relationship you're wanting to have with this company. It's building an ongoing relationship mm -hmm. with stakeholders or team members and leaders within that organisation. So it starts with your very first relationship is with the first person you meet from that company mm -hmm. uh, when you're greeted at the door and then the usually on a panel of an interview there might be three people there could be someone from people and culture there could be the um the leader usually project manager or the person that you'd be reporting to in the role and then probably a director or someone of, of uh, looking more from a strategic vision kind of point of view so you're building relationships straight away with four people even in just one interview if you're going for a panel interview so it's yeah. a great opportunity to demonstrate and on what you've researched and really shine a light on yourself um, just in a really natural and authentic way through asking um, curious questions curious as in that you're curious about the business and what what they're all about and you're not just there obviously you're there because people need to earn money to mm -hmm. survive in the world and that's 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 guaranteed. Um, so you don't need to shy away from that fact. That's economics is a, is a part of life. But you can choose to work anywhere, doing anything. So why do you want to be here in this interview yeah. right now? And that's your really that's a moment to really shine. And even throughout the interview, when they're asking you specific questions, you have the opportunity to drop in bits of nuggets of information that you've mm -hmm. gained from the website without making it sound like you've just rehearsed and memorized or, or, or that you're a know-it-all, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, you know, um, it, it's not about, well, I think if you did this, no, you don't want to be doing that, but just say, um, you know, this intrigues me because I have some ideas, you know, then they know that you are a progressive person, but don't go in and impose those ideas without them being, you know, asked for or um, the door opening there, because then, 
you know, you could look too pushy, right? Because you don't want that. <laughs> a very fine line because you also want to demonstrate your interests because you were mentioning mm -hmm. earlier about um, showing some passion about where you'd want to go in the business, um, but also bringing it back to the foundations and having a very strong session with them about why, what you can contribute to the current role because employers might be afraid that you're just jumping into that role and you want to move on pretty quickly. Whereas mm -hmm. you've got a, got a job to do and you can even say in the interview, you know, I'm here to learn and I want to establish my foundations here and this sounds like the perfect opportunity for me to get involved in and learn about your organisation. And then down the track, um, I do have an interest in working internationally. So I noticed that you have some offices overseas. So if that's ever a possibility down the track, um, certainly the the size and nature of your organisation resonates well with me, appeals to me, that sort of thing. But starting with a very solid foundation of what you can do for, for them in the then in the here and now, not projecting too much into the future, right. not being, as you say, a know-it-all about <laughs> um, the organisation because they might feel that you're not respecting the, mm -hmm. the that has been already achieved by the yes. people already and they've been collaborating and being creative and coming up with products and services that um, help support their customers or their, their clients. And the thing is, you're going for a job, but you're hoping to build a career, right? And yeah. so there's some people who just want a job. I just, you know, want a job, I just want a paycheck. You know, I'm not really care if it's a career. Um, but if you really want to build that career and you really want to build that experience, you want to go somewhere. Um, you, you know, yes, it's a job you're going for, but it's, it's in order to build your career. Um, I've interviewed many a person that's been in corporate 10, 15, 20 years and reached the top of their career and then became entrepreneurs. And everything they've learned there, they've now been able to apply to their own business. So nothing is ever wasted and you don't know where it's going to go unless you're willing to be open and take the journey, right? Because that's, who knows what opportunities could come up? Who knows what other avenues you get interested in along the way? So you've really got to be very flexible and open-minded when you go in to a job. I want that job. I only want that job. Well, no, you might start there, but you may find there's a better fit for you somewhere else or they want to move you to another department. So flexibility is really important in anything, isn't it? Yeah. I think flexibility is a very important theme with your career journey. And as you mentioned, um, some people do just want to get a job. And that's fine too, because it all comes back down to, as I was saying in the beginning, about knowing your worth mm -hmm. and knowing what drivers are. What do you want? You might have a young family and you want the flexibility of a part-time job that's close to home. And that is fulfilling your um, desire to support your family and that's where you um, derive your value um, and that's your purpose. So that's um, totally fine to um, some people just want to grab a job and, and get the paycheck and that's it. Um, but you, if you're going to be working and there's a possibility for you to enjoy it at the same time, yeah. why not open to those opportunities? Because you might find an ideal role through a part-time job that's just a job when you're starting and it might evolve over time when your children grow up, go to high school, you might have a bit more flexibility and free time during the day to, to move into more of a full-time role um, or, you know, increase your hours. And, mm -hmm. you know, you might 
find yourself being really good with people and working in marketing or in people and culture. You just never know where that where that job will take you. So that's why I always um, recommend to my students, international students or university students, the importance of doing volunteer work or doing internships, mm. which some of them have to do through their courses like engineering and accounting, that sort of thing. Um, part-time jobs, all of those employability skills you gain, it also gives you insights into different industries and that you never know where your career yeah. path can go, which is pretty exciting. I mean, yes, you've got a job and you're earning money to get you through your studies or at any stage in your life, and that's totally fine to just have a job for a job's sake because everyone has their own internal drivers as to why they are working. And for some of us, yes, you, you just need to, and, and that's fine too. But if you can keep your mind open and be curious about the world of work around you, you never know where that might lead you. And it may not even be, it'll, it'll be something that just unfolds for you, not necessarily something that you need to work Direct hard at. To. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the thing is, is um, I think also, nothing is wasted every experience is you know is is in your chest there um you know um there's an awful lot of people because i know you primarily work with students but there's an awful lot of people that have gone back to school after the kids have been raised um you know that the second career and you know i remember talking to some mums once and they said but you know i've just been a stay-at-home mum. what experience do i have and i go well head cook and bottle washer you know, the love goddess, uh, the, the mediator, um, the, the chauffeur, uh, the financial person, all the experiences that we have in every aspect of our lives can be directed towards something else. So nothing is ever wasted, is it? It just becomes part of your treasure chest of experience that you can bring yeah. to something else. Absolutely. I think when you're in flow and you're open to new experiences all of your experiences whether it's been when you travel the world uh, when you um, care for a family member who's sick or um, have young children that you look after all of these are, are providing you with the opportunity to build on skills um, that are some of them can be tangible skills such as um, well parenting so mm -hmm. you know the, the physical side of it looking after the logistics of getting your kids around to school and activities, but then there's the nurturing education side of it as well, the guidance and mentoring as a parent, um, all of these leadership skills that you demonstrate as a parent, I'm yes. sure would be valuable um, in the workplace because you're demonstrating a high level of empathy and compassion, but also being realistic and setting yeah. some boundaries and guidelines and empowering the kids to um, step into the best version of themselves um, over time as as they grow older and get more responsibilities um, they give them choices and all of these skills are really useful in the workplace when you're empowering your team you want to motivate them but also find out what they're interested in and direct their careers so you're lifting up all the people around you so I think when you're in flow in all aspects of your life, all of these experiences, as you say, will come to fruition in um, whatever job or whatever interaction you have with people because you're helping share your knowledge and, and you're lifting people up around you. That's what I like to think anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, there's a lot of people that are born leaders. 
you know, and I call them the inspirers, you know, the inspiration for invitation. It's just something about the way they lead. They inspire others, you know, and invite them to kind of join. And, but not everybody is born leader and it's perfectly all right to be a follower because you can't have too many leaders. Otherwise it's all too many ideas and no, you know, um, actual building of anything. So, having a leader that can inspire you being that follower is perfectly okay because every single person I was refer to as, as an instrument in life and we're looking for our orchestra, right? And, yeah. and, and in the orchestra, everybody is playing a particular instrument and even the triangle is important. Um, you know, and we've got to actually understand that um, don't compare yourself. You know, it, it's as long as you're putting your best foot forward, you're putting your gift forward you know, then that is what you are contributing. And I think a lot of people in jobs and things like this compare, or I need to have more drive, or I need to be this and I need to be that. No, be yourself. And as you said, learn as you go, gather as you go, and you will evolve naturally. And then maybe there's an opportunity to expand later, or maybe not. You know, but the whole point is, you've got to be true to who yourself and not the expectations of others. Yes, I think definitely being open to experiences around you and there are often times when you can go for a lateral move within an organisation. So it may not be when you're mentioning you and then jumping to being an entrepreneur. Um, there's also the whole side hustle thing, which is mm -hmm. how I got started in starting my own small business because um, I've got a master's in careers counselling and I wanted to put it into practice but I also I also work full-time as well as a contractor for various government organizations and a lot of the skills and experience I gain from my working and mm -hmm. even particularly being in regular interview interview panels um, gives me insights to help me educate and train any of my clients whether they're students or adults or anything in between and share that knowledge with them. So yes, making a lateral move within an organisation can definitely lead to opportunities and you might even look without outside the organisation to creating a small thing for yourself where you feel like you're sharing your gift um, with with the community and um, earning earning some money from that as well in a, in a meaningful way. And, you know, the interview for a job is one thing, but if you are going to be that entrepreneur, well, now you've got the interview with the banker for a loan or the interview with, you know, uh, other staff members that you're now hiring and not being the hire, you know, uh, being hired. There's all these other skills that need to need to happen. And of course, if you've paid attention, you know, as you said, by being on the panel, you knew how to guide your clientele because you've been there and you've taken all of this information and put it together there to guide people through the process. But, but a lot of people do step out into the entrepreneur and then get lost because the structure of the business and the HR department and this department, suddenly you're wearing all the hats and you're not quite sure which hat goes what, where and when. So you're, from the other side of things, you need to learn how to interview staff how to interview other people or go for that loan at the bank because now it's a different technique altogether isn't it yeah totally you're you're on the other side of the table mm -hmm. um you need to sort of think about what what sort of a person do i want to have working with me mm -hmm. and what skills and experience do i want 
them to have the opportunity to demonstrate in a safe and nurturing environment of the interview. Um, so definitely, definitely you, there are some techniques that you can learn as an entrepreneur when you're running your own business. I'm still learning as I go. But um, to keep it realistic, um, you might just want to start small, experiment a little bit. Mm -hmm. I've been doing some career tips for Tuesday on LinkedIn. Every Tuesday, I put up a little video with some tips, and it's based on it's based on what's been happening in my daily life, in in my working world or my personal world. Um, the one last week was on about the Christmas party I went to. I've just started a new contract role. Don't know many people. So I just squeezed on in to sit next to some people to eat some dessert and had a chat to them about their upcoming holiday plans over the Christmas break. So it's about getting out of your comfort zone and mm -hmm. trying new things. So when you're an entrepreneur, I think just, and also as, as we were saying earlier, being, being um, going for a job um, as an interview candidate, being a student, just being open in life to the moment and learning as you go and um, it will all unfold for you as you experiment just keep a curious mindset try different things out and you'll always learn if anything doesn't work out you're going to learn from that and you're going to grow right i mean we, we put this under the choose positive living genre though it could also go under building your business but the the choice to, to live a, in a positive attitude, the choice to look at the good. I mean, you're going to come across problems. You're going to come across issues and obstacles. That's life. You know, um, in, your, in the business that you're working for, there's going to be crossroads along the way. But it all comes down to how you choose to look at it. What is your attitude towards it? And I think that is something that's really big. Yes, you might want to get mad or frustrated, and it's that's when you take five, take the deep breath. What can I do about it? Getting you know really angry about it or taking it out on someone isn't going to do anything. But that attitude of looking at things positively uh, to solve them is so important in your career in order to grow, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're working, you know, uh, within a workforce. Yeah, I think it's um, coming back to yourself and just um, knowing how you interact with the world around you and managing your emotions. So it's okay to experience all of these different emotions. You mentioned anger, frustration, you can have joy, you can have hope. There are lots of a whole range of emotions. Um, it's how you choose to react to the situations around you that's important. And there are times when you're going to get, you know, into heated discussions with family members or colleagues and mm -hmm. you might say something that you regret. But if you keep working at this skill of just taking a pause, but it, it's okay to experience a range of emotions. It's not, I don't think you need to always be positive and having right. a positive mindset. Yes. Um, but I do, I, I agree with you on the positive mindset. It's, it's great to be positive and look approachable and look passionate and all the rest of it when you go for jobs. But when you really know yourself and you're, you just choose to uh, respond to these obstacles and challenges in your way. And, yeah, there are going to be tough ones. There could be grieving involved, lots of complex emotions because that's what makes us up as human beings, complex um, feelings that we have in our ecosystem of professional and personal relationships. And, um, yeah, taking a pause, which is a really good method that you mentioned earlier, before you react and just acknowledge those feelings and not attach any particular mm -hmm. 
guilt or um, yeah. feel, feeling towards the feelings that make yeah. sense. Really yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to, to have emotions, but don't become emotional about them. You yeah, know, those, they're there to indicate how you feel. So address how you feel and what you're going to do about it. But don't get so caught up in that emotion that you become emotional about it. Yeah, and sometimes you will. That's mm -hmm. life. But if you keep working on it over time, you're going to feel like you really know yourself. And, and that's where, where we started this conversation about mm. knowing yourself, what interests you, what drives you. And that's how you're going to come across as natural in your, um, in your job search, in all of the elements and components of finding your career. And then when you get your job, also, as we were saying, making lateral moves and considering being an entrepreneur, starting your own business, um, you'll know from within yourself whether that's the right move for you. Um, and you've practised your emotions, you've practised, you've got knowledge and skills that are tangible that you've learnt over time through your study and work experience. Um, but as you mentioned right at the beginning of the interview, it's, it's all about personality too mm -hmm. and into your, into your true personality, into, into knowing who you are. I think, you know, one of the hardest things for people to today is actually to get that interview because as you said, so much is automated now. And it's like, you know, they look at key words and key something, oh, yes, no, no, yes. All right, we'll have that one in for an interview. How do you stand out when it becomes something online and very generic, this question, that question, that question? How, you know, are there any light bulbs that you could put in there that will you know, attract their attention? Yeah, there's a lot of talk about the applicant tracking system or something, the ATS, and how it can automatically reject certain applications. Um, so when you're applying for a job, I would really look at the detail of the position description or the job advertisement. It could be on a search engine we have here in Australia like Seek. Um, I'm sure you've got ones over in Canada as well. Look at the power of the language. And then when you're writing your cover letter and your resume, and as I said earlier about the website, look at look at how they word things, what they're looking for, what are the key skills. Mm. And when you do have those skills and experience, uh, showcase them in your profile summary on your resume in the first um, paragraph of your resume. Da down further in your, in your resume, you'll have your education and you'll have your employment experience and you'll have bullet points probably relevant to each role that you've done. Mm -hmm. um, so those can actually stay, once you've worked on your resume over a period of time, you can build it up to a point where it's portable, ready to go at any moment. Mm -hmm. um, I know most people aren't thrilled by doing resumes, but if you have it, if you see a job opportunity, you have all those bullet points under your most recent employment up to date. The only thing you really need to change, I would suggest, is the, um, the paragraph. So make it relevant to the job that you're applying for. I mean... Everyone's heard that advice about tailoring your yes. resume and your cover letter to the job you're going for, but often people don't know, well, how do you do that? And it, I think it comes back to the power of language and looking at what the employer is looking for in a candidate and really highlighting, say you've got really great um, building relationship skills, communication skills. Mention these things in your little paragraph of what, what lights you up, what makes you passionate. I, I love dealing with people. I love stakeholder engagement. Um, I work in projects. My favourite part of it is, is the stakeholder engagement, building relationships, getting things done, 
um, less so on the technical side, but I do understand risks and issues and um, monitoring those. That's very important. And governance, all of those things are very important. But the thing that really lights me up is, is getting to know the teams and seeing them thrive in the project environment while I support them with the governance and, and the administration side of things so they can focus on building and developing and testing in their teams. It's being directional, isn't it? You know, don't, don't put down, oh, yes, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that, and you can't, <laughs> you know, because, it, you know, if, if they kind of catch you in that, then they go, well, you know, is, is all of you a hoax here? Are you a fraud over everything? You know, really yeah. do speak to what you can do, and but say, but I'm open and willing to learn in these areas. And that shows it that there's still more advancement in you. Exactly. They might get you at a certain point in your career journey where you haven't had the opportunity to specialise in certain technical skills, but you can say that you have the capability for learning quickly and you love learning new systems and platforms and that love the technical data analysis side of things, just as an example. But, yeah, definitely um, look at the power of language in that you get a lot of clues from the position description and from, from the job advertisement itself, how it's worded. And a lot of the key skills that they're looking for will appear in the first couple of sentences of the job ad because mm -hmm. they're, they're going to be describing what the job is to you and trying to make it appealing to you. So look at what words they use. And if it's about collaboration, um, customer-centric, that sort of thing, you'll know that the sort of organisation that you're going to... Um, apply for a job with is a, is a has has a good culture that's people centric and values that sort of contribution from someone and in your if if that aligns with your values then really um, showcase that in your response to the ad. And I think that that's extremely important that you talk about the values. So, you know, yes, we all need a job, put the roof over our head, but you know, don't go and work for a company where you don't like their values or you don't like their mission because that's just going to be you know, an angst on both sides of the, of the coin. You're going to get, you know, upset about the way their practices are uh, and they're not going to change for you. So, you know, make sure that the, the ethics of the company match your vision because otherwise, you know, you're just setting yourself up for, you know, for disappointment. Definitely. I've had the experience myself where I work for an organisation and they had practices that weren't ethical in my opinion. So I decided on that basis to resign from the role and went on a trip overseas uh, for about two months. And when I came back, I found that they were, you know, they were sort of going to liquidation. So it definitely <laughs> unfolded over time. But I chose to leave um, because I didn't agree and it was just eating me up inside. I just didn't agree mm -hmm. with their practices. I said no. Um, but it was very awkward because other people were and I wasn't. So it made the workflow yeah. awkward and I was different. Um, it was, wasn't the fact that I was different, but I just didn't agree with it and I couldn't see a way that I could keep my role and still be true to my values. So in that situation, I resigned. Um, but everyone's got lots of things they need to consider, like supporting families mm -hmm. and are on their career journey. So there's lots of elements. I'm not just suggesting willy-nilly just go and resign right. from something. I agree with it. It's, it's a complex world out there. But if something really 
doesn't resonate with you and you disagree with it, um, I would I would speak up. Yeah, definitely. yeah, and you know it's going to cost you in the end. And you know, but that when it comes to writing that resume and you have left a company, you know, not necessarily maybe on the most favourable note, how? Do you put that in? Because maybe you're not going to get, you know, a testimony from them. Um, how do you put that into your resume? That, that you know, somebody says, well, why did you leave that company? You had a good job there. How do you answer that? Because you don't want to raise any flags. Yeah. Look, um, you always have to be honest and mm -hmm. truthful. Um, and honestly, a lot of the time, people actually aren't that. A lot of people get hung up about this question, what will, what will the employer ask about why you left your last role? They're actually, a lot of the time, they're not even interested in why you left their last role. They're interested in why do you want to work for us? Right. Why are you right now? And what has attracted you to this particular role with us? And they want to hear about the here and now, not so much the past. Good. But also to answer your question more specifically in this world that we live in today there's a lot of short-term contract roles out there and people don't just stay right. as often one company and work their way up from cleaner to ceo kind of scenario mm -hmm. from baby baby generation uh, of, of a more traditional career path it's it's moving around at a rapid race race a rate <laughs> and um, yeah, so I think you can just put the facts there on your resume, put, you know, I've had a three-month contract with one government department and they ran out of uh, funding. So, right. you know, all the contractors left at the end of financial year and, and that's fine to say that. Yes. Um, so, I, so, honestly, I haven't mentioned that, that company where I left for ethical reasons. I, I said, which was also true, that I, I took a two-month um a travel adventure overseas and came back to look for my next opportunity. That's how I addressed it because mm. that was all the facts, but I was presenting it in a more favorable light um, because I didn't want to be perceived as someone who's, you know, going to be causing unrest in the workplace. Right. But this, it, it's being honest, but you don't have to pour it all out, right? You know, it's, yeah. I mean, really, it was your reason for leaving and it's got really nothing to do with them. It's got nothing to do with your workability. So it's like you can address it, but you do not have to write the whole book about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to do a war and peace, but if someone asks me, <laughs> I say, yeah, that, and they knew about the situation there, then I, then I would, um, you know, tell them. But you know, information is a privilege and there are people are complicated and I don't think you can point to a single reason. There might be an overarching reason. There's probably a number of reasons why you might jump around in your career path mm -hmm. and look at new opportunities and it could just be that you're, you're just looking ahead, looking forward and, and just exploring. Yes, yeah, so, you know, gathering those generalities, right, of the abilities. And, I mean, I am the baby boomer, so, it, you know, it was still very much going to one job, the gold watch, you know, 2.2 kids picket fence and all of that, which, of course, I did not fit into at all. And it was always about, when are you going to settle down? And, you know, for me, it was always about, the, you know, the ex exploration of what can I do now? Where can I go now? Because life was an adventure, uh, which fits more now into today's environment where people work, gather that experience and then want to go and explore other opportunities elsewhere. And it's quite acceptable. 
and later on I think for many companies they actually like people who have had a lot of experience elsewhere because they're bringing more into that job of the experiences that they've had in the past. Yes as you mentioned with travel I think that's a great um, source of knowledge and experience mm. when I've done a working holiday over in Dublin and in London and you set yourself up overseas, get a new network of friends, um, work out how things work over there with the tax, the finance, the banking, all of those tangible skills, life skills, you can set yourself up in another country. All of these um, skills will demonstrate in the workplace that you can adapt to a new workplace. Also put in place processes and procedures or follow them and um, probably be proactive about improving them as well from um, having of working and living overseas and now the career that you're in where you get to um, host podcasts and chat to people and explore lots of different um, ways of living and ways of working that's really exciting it seems like that's a natural evolution for for you um, from all of the more traditional work and all of that has given you the great experience to to now host a platform for other people to share their journeys on precisely i've actually finally found where i wanted to be (laughs) but i had to wait for technology to present itself because it wasn't there before but that doesn't mean everything i've done i've lived in four countries i've had many careers um but all of that has just given me the ability to bring under this one umbrella to be able to interview diverse people from around the world so that's why i say nothing we do is a waste even you know oh that failure i had it's not a failure it was an experience now you know what doesn't work right don't harp on about it don't go crying over spilt milk it didn't work you know you're not going to repeat that avenue again absolutely and you're you're a prime example of um, having a wealth of knowledge and experience in four different did you say countries or continents no countries yeah i live in south africa the states canada and and england yeah so when you're on a global platform like linkedin or with Mm -hmm. your own platforms that you have with self-discovery um you're reaching people around the globe internationally and and you can relate to them because you've actually lived in some of those countries and you can understand the mindset because every every um nationality has a certain way of behaving Mm -hmm. like everyone's human and we're all individual but there are certain characteristics of nationalities and ways they do things that you can relate to and bring out the best when you're conversing with them in the podcast, I would imagine. Oh, yes. I mean, it's like with any job, the more diversity, the more people you know of different ethnicities, different countries, different styles, you know, the, uh, the easier it is to interact because what you're looking at is what's the common denominator? Where is that core? connection and it doesn't matter if it's in a different language or done in slightly different culture basically fundamentally what are the core connections and everything else is just like a different spice on the plate isn't it yeah absolutely so as you said the treasure chest i think that's a really Mm. nice putting it from all the experiences that you have and um and getting back to just knowing yourself being in flow being open to experiences i think that's um the best way to to think about your career journey, starting with a job for a job's sake and then being open to where that might go. I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. Um, no. Running your business um, takes, takes a certain 
mindset, um, resilience, and, and some people want to work full-time and, and get um, a regular salary with all the benefits that go with that for the stability or the perceived stability of that. So Instead of work full-time without the stability of an income because it takes time to build a business, right? Yeah, and be like me in the interim of having full-time work contract work here and there and also um, building my business as well which is which is a great sort of space to, to be in as well mm-hmm. because you grow um, but have that regular income too so I think all, all of your experiences and there's no definitive way that you have to um, handle your career path if you just tap into knowing yourself and and that just does take time to when we were talking about emotions earlier really acknowledge them pause and mm-hmm. reflect um, and we're talking about uh, mums coming back to the workplace now, they're of, or parents in general, they're going to be very people. So obviously we can't just advise everyone to just take a moment to pause about life and think about it when they're running around with all of these people reliant upon them and trying to make a career in all of it too, that if you can build a few minutes into your day for yourself, it will probably give you some energy and, and motivation to handle yourself better with all of your other interactions, whether it's personally or professionally. It's actually essential. You know, this is um, from having gone down the path in life. Um, you, you're actually a more progressive when you take that deep breath and you allow, uh, you see things more clearly. The moment we start getting anxious about something, um, now, my mother was a stage actress and she always used to say nerves. And, and I'm the same when I do public speaking. We have a the cough I have before I start. It's, it's all part of that butterfly thing. And my mum always used to say that meant that you were in tuned. You're, you're tuning up to be into that, uh, that performance. Um, and if you're not, then you become blasé and you're, you haven't got the whole of you into it. So if you get nervous before going for a job or if you get nervous before doing a public speak or doing anything else, it's okay because that's part of the, the journey. But the moment things become so anxious and stressed out that now it stops any creative thought or any ability to see solutions, that's when you really need to remove yourself and then take the five, find that space that you can remove yourself from everything and breathe and allow, and then you will see. You will see the solutions so much more clearly. So whether you're in the workforce, going for a job, or wanting to be your own entrepreneur, that space for yourself where you can center yourself take a breath and see things more clearly is imperative i think in any survival yeah i think it's it's a fundamental life skill these days Mm -hmm. um something that is is i think honed in in school school kids these days with mindfulness and different techniques that they have for relaxing and that sort of thing um, but yeah it's creating that space for yourself and i'm just acknowledging that it's not easy when people are busy Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really important to build on that skill, um, create even five minutes a day and then build on that over time so that that time um, I got some great advice um, for side hustling from Ruby Lee, um, who's pretty big on LinkedIn and is now like a digital nomad travelling the world, living, living the life, but she's put in the hard yards and really worked hard. But Yeah, you can create time in your day like when you catch the bus to work yes. or the train got 35 minutes um you could use that time to sit um to just be with yourself and think about um what are your drivers or you could listen to a podcast like yours and learn something and grow 
Um, you've got your lunch breaks as well. So um, you can create pockets of time. And I, I found that it's a very obvious um, technique, but um, I did a course of hers and that was a really tangible skill that I learned from that course that I could apply in my daily life because I work full time and also do a side hustle. So it's, it's great to create those um, moments where you can either just... Um, take a moment for yourself or learn and grow while you're still interacting in the world around you and doing what you have to do. And you'll actually find more modern day um, businesses today. You know, we'll say to someone, a stress day, you know, go and take a stress day. Um, we rather that you go and de-stress and, and just breathe and come back refreshed than get so worked up where your production is going to change or God forbid the heart attack happens because you're so stressed up so much dis-ease today you know is because of that and that management of ourselves you know as we talk about being authentic with other people well we need to be authentic with our own needs as well and know when we're overspending and know when to pull back and be able to say to the boss you know look I'm sorry just at the present moment things are piling up I need a breather. And you know, if, if that boss truly respects the, what you contribute, they're going to respect this is what you need in order to be productive. So don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, I mean, it's always a bit of a touchy subject, yeah. but well, wellness in the workplace is a really big thing. And I think employers recognise that the cost of if people go on, um, get overwhelmed or they get to the point of exhaustion, chronic fatigue, depression, all sorts of things can um, quickly unfold if you don't put these intervening steps in place. Um, Prevention is better than cure, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you're in tune with your emotions that we were talking about earlier, you can um, create that space and possibly, yes, see the solution or feel more at ease with how things currently are and know that they will pass. They're not ideal right now. Facing some tough um, decisions, some um, tough relationships, maybe, but things will move. You will move through this moment and and get back on track, and and get some enlightenment as well along the way. You'll learn and grow through that. I mean, it's when you're faced with tough times, you're not always thinking, "Oh, great, it's an opportunity for me to learn." I mean, let's be realistic about it. Yeah have great times in life and you do have tough times in life um it's creating that space to allow you to experience it and um down the track um and hopefully throughout learn and grow right your self-discovery of who you are what your instrument is which orchestras you belong to and the you know the the permission in ourselves you know to honor who we are and what we need in order to be our very best you know, in our careers. Um, and we are seeing so much more now. Um, I did a whole interview series of Let's Get Synced, which was around kind of environmentalism, but it was more about the environment around changing the environment within the workplace, you know, putting the people first before profit, not profit at the expense of people, and how industries and corporations and, and, and governments are beginning to actually understand that when you value your people, uh, people will be more productive. And so there's a totally different paradigm from when I first started out. And yes, you've still got some old institutions, 
that work in different ways. But for anybody out there that's looking for a new career now, there are a lot of those kind of companies that really do value you and your contribution. They want you to stay. They want you to grow with the country. So therefore, they want to place value upon you um, and not just look at you as, uh, she's expired, let's get somebody else in. Um, so it's changing slowly, but it's changing. Yeah, definitely. And even there's a new profession that's come out of that with change management. So there's a whole raft of roles um, in big organisations and even smaller ones uh, where their focus is bringing people along a change journey when you might put in a new computer system. And Let me just to say, whoops, we had a hiccup. Um, yeah, right. Uh, you know, uh, business has changed. We're changing with it. A lot of companies are changing, as you said, bringing in technology and making people obsolete. Um, there's a, a prime story in the States of um, these entrepreneurs that closed down nine coal mines and took everybody from that and re-educated them and put them in different industries and mostly tech. A you know, much healthier lifestyle, um, giving them more opportunity to grow, obviously more money to be made out of it. And I think it goes back to that willingness to actually understand that what system worked then doesn't mean it's going to work for the next 30 years of your career and that you are going to have to update yourself along the way and learn new techniques. And if it's beyond your learning, just say, okay, this is beyond my learning. I have to go and look for something that's still within my realm. Yeah, and it'll be incremental learning and development mm. over time as well. So when I first got into career counselling, I was um, on a working holiday in Dublin and there was a Kodak factory that was closing down because um, going digital. So yes. all, of, all of the uh, workers there, factory workers, were out of work in a small town in, um, in the south of Ireland. So... I went there as a temp and my job was to type up the resumes and then I realised there's a career out of helping people mm -hmm. with their resumes, not just resumes, it's grown from that into interviews and getting back to um, just, you know, your authentic self and finding what resonates with you and then having that um, shine out in your career path as well. But yeah, definitely... Um, things are changing and people need to be open and adaptable to learn new skills and be placed in different industries. And with the coal mine, that may not have been the most healthy environment for mm -hmm. breathing or their general um, safety and work practices. So um, they'll get a brand new experience working for a tech company in a white collar organization, but they'll gain some skills and knowledge, but it, it will take time. You can't just plonk them straight in there right. and say, go build code or something, you'll need to educate and train and adjust. And um, as I was mentioning earlier, before we had that uh, technical hiccup with my battery, um, that change management is very important. So mm -hmm. when they're transitioning from a more industrial role to, uh, you know, a corporate role, there will need to be um, change interventions along the way to make them feel comfortable with the journey. And that's a whole whole profession in itself with change yeah. management, change leads, change analysts, change coordinators, you know, mm -hmm. there's a whole run of people that help out in that space. So um, the, the way that the world is changing is creating new opportunities and new professions as well as making some obsolete as well.
a case in point, you started writing resumes for a company that, you know, had changed and this became, you know, uh, integrated into a new career for you. And we don't know, you know, we've got, I call them redirects, you know, an end of a road, but it just means it's a redirection somewhere else. So what's down this road for me? What do I need to know? What do I need to learn? And we, we never know what's going to come along. Um, I mean, literally my podcasting came about from an article I wrote on depression. And then somebody offered me to have a podcast on her network. After 13 months of being on hers, I wanted my own. And then from there, it's evolved and growing even more into books and everything else. I didn't know when I took that path, this is where it was going to be. But it's the willingness to take the path, the willingness to learn, to evolve, to adapt, to explore, and not put limits on ourselves, right? Because one of the things I've learned about humanity, we could be the worst of the worst but when we are when we step into the beauty of us we are incredibly awesome and we are incredibly talented we have so many abilities and it's just that willingness that choosing that positive living you know to go down that path rather than um giving into all patterning or paradigms or making excuses we can be absolutely extraordinary and as i say i interview ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things and you've taken some experiences along the way and you've modulated them all together to create um this this program now where you help people find their careers so how do people find you what what is the the system that you take them through yeah, so I've got a website, Activating Careers, and I've also um, got a profile on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and I offer a range of services, uh, but I particularly enjoy doing presentations and small group workshops for interview skills um, because it's all in the face-to-face -face, uh, value or whether it's um, also via like we're doing here with Zoom. Zoom. It's really important to see the person's reactions to get the body language and mm -hmm teach them some tangible skills about uh, what, what are the typical types of questions to, uh, that you will be asked in an interview. You never know what an employer is going to ask, but the more you practice, uh, the more you're going to feel prepared and that usually with, with preparation, at, which is a point you raised earlier on in our discussion, um, confidence can mm -hmm. rise from that while still staying true to your personality and and to to yourself so um the services that i offer resume reviews interview skills um and uh, linkedin refresh that sort of thing but it, it's all coming down to coaching you it's more about coaching career coaching in general there are specific products and services that i have on my website um for for a certain fee um but career coaching in general is more building a relationship with the customer understanding and helping them to unfold to work out what they want to do next um, in their career they might be starting with just having a job for a job's sake and being open to those opportunities that we've discussed um, being lateral moves and possibly a side business or your own business and you work a lot with students as well this is a totally new you know yeah, uh, dynamic for them international students in Australia or students in general um, but um, career coaching can happen at any stage in your life um, like you mentioned mum's going back to mm -hmm. work 
might want a career redirection as you're in your 40s and have a different interest um, and you want to pursue something that's more meaningful for you rather than just um, earning money like you might have done in your 20s and 30s. So at all stages of life, um, I've got the knowledge and skills to help. Um, I'm just motivated by um, positive change in people in the, in the career space. Um, and that's how you can contact me basically through my Activating Careers website. And it's at activatingcareers.com? .com.au, so it's based in Australia. Um, .au, for yeah. Australia. Right. I also have a, a lot of handy tips on there about um, interview preparation and some general um, advice and tips. Um, and I do my weekly career tips video on LinkedIn as well, so watch out for that. Right. You know, basically in life, we all want to make a good impression. You know, we want to know that we count, that we've contributed, that we're seen, we're heard. And in the workforce for every one of us is a huge place. It's many hours of our day. There are relationships that you're going to build up in your workforce. Um, that, and, and who you are at work, you know, should be who you are at home. You know, obviously with a little filtration perhaps, but you want to feel as comfortable at work as you would at home. And so it's something in your self-discovery of what you're good at, you know, because how many students they're studying for this and studying for that, and they're looking for a career in that particular department. I need to find out that those six years of school, you know, that they weren't interested in that at all. Um, but you have to be willing to take the journey, the, you know, the self-exploration and just prepare yourself for whatever the journey takes. And that preparation, I know that I was not one for that. I literally, BS'd my way into jobs. That's how we did it back in the 70s, you know. Uh, I was the first woman to uh, woman oil rep to work for Mobile Oil in South Africa. I didn't know a thing about oil, but I knew about customer service. I knew what people wanted, and that's where yeah. I give the strength, right? And it, it go with your strength, and you're willing to adapt and learn other things, but lead with your strength. And when people see that strength and think you're capable of that then you must be capable of so much more. Yeah, it all, it all comes back to self and knowing what drives you, what motivates you and how do you want to earn money and give meaning back to the world around you. Yes. Um, and that's what I try to um, unpack in my clients at Activating Careers. So it's career coaching, but to with there are some tangible things we can do like resume and interview skills but it's all coming back to giving you the space to focus on your career and work out what's right for you for the immediate and also for the longer term that's the point for the immediate it works now but then you're going to take those same things that you've learned to anything else that you need to apply for in life so it's it's a basic foundational skill that you're teaching them that they can use over and over again yeah, and it, it's something, employability skills that will go into their treasure chest and mm -hmm. with all of their wealth of experience. As you say, it's um, relationships you build at work when you're there for eight hours. Some people can become your friends. Some people, mm -hmm. you know, form relationships out of work. Um, all sorts of things can happen at work, but it's all about that ecosystem of humanity and how you interact with people and all of those skills, um, uh, critical skills in the workplace these days, teamwork, communication, collaboration, and um, yeah, just focusing on the outcome rather than um, playing a blame game with or yeah. power policy 
as to why something may or may not have happened, what can we learn from it and as a team, what is the outcome we want to achieve and let's work towards that. Right. And you, you know, you mentioned the big C word collaboration, and that is the language that's being used, you know, across businesses today of let's collaborate together, you know, businesses collaborating with other businesses, which of course, I do a great deal of here. And it's yes. the more that we collaborate, and we're willing to, to participate and interact, uh, the more that we expand on our knowledge on other knowledges, but just that wonderful ripple effect of benefit going out to everyone. So, you know, I don't think we're looking so much that competitive uh, at all costs nowadays as more as that collaborative in order to uh, for everyone to benefit because when everybody benefits it just keeps on going yeah it's a community and everyone is affected by that and you might um, obviously you're in business as well to be a successful business Mm -hmm. so you want to align yourself with businesses that um, have a product or service that is similar to yours or that you know, there's an obvious connection between the two businesses, um, but also their values resonate with you as well. So you're not feeling like you're working with a company or aligned with a company that ethically you, you, you can't sustain that. Right. And it's like when you are looking at that career and you go and you're looking at that company, and you go, I really like what they're doing now, but what possibility is there for me to grow in the future? And that's something yeah. you want to look at. And maybe this com- company is uh, the stepping stone for you to learn certain skills. They can take you as far as you can go there. But now you're more prepared to go up to that other company that, you know, is more advanced in what they're doing. So, again, that's that willingness to, to change and, and keep, keep growing, right? Yeah, it's the adaptability and and being in flow and looking at what's right for you at the present moment and gain all you can from the knowledge and experience in that particular employment experience. And then the company uh, may be a smaller one. So there's not much room for you to, to mm-hmm. grow into of a different role. I mean, you're certainly always going to create opportunities to learn and grow within a role. Um, that's what I like to do anyway. Um, and then you can look at other organizations, perhaps international or creating your own business. But um, very important to be in the here and now and and look for I think it'll just unfold for you opportunities will present themselves to you if if you have as you say that open mindset and a positive mindset um, and and getting back to yourself and know what's intrinsically right for you I got some really great advice when I was uh, probably in my late 20s I worked for a water company in Melbourne and I was a very structured person. Um, I, I still love my structure, don't get me wrong, but um, I was asking for career advice on, you know, I'm at this level in the organisation. What steps do I logically have to take, you know, to get to the next? Um, they had like a grading system and, you know, I wanted to get to the next grade and I'd got to the top level of my particular grade and what logical steps can I take to enhance my career opportunities here? And... Um, this lady said to me, well, you know, sometimes life just happens and it's not so structured. It will just unfold Mm -hmm. and fall into place. And at the time I thought it was the craziest advice I'd ever received. (laughs) Couldn't give me what I needed at that moment, which was, you know, a very definitive career plan as to how I will move up to the next grade. But with that, um, I, you know, eventually moved into education um, as a kind of industry that I worked in in project support roles. And now, funnily enough, I've 
um, evolved into my own business, educating people on careers. So she was absolutely right. And, you know, you can structure as much as, as you can, but you can't control everything in life. And getting back to our key messages in this um, conversation about being true to yourself and just being open to opportunities around you, being aware of your longer term um, purpose um, and you need to have goals for the future but being in flow and open to um, opportunities around you and making lateral moves which might benefit your career and your treasure chest of knowledge and experience in in the in the bigger picture the longer term life isn't to be lived by numbers you know it's not paint by numbers and it's like it's good to have the structure it's good to have the building blocks the foundation the roots um the ability to grow very strong and sturdy um you know i kind of compare myself to a willow tree you know deep roots good strong trunk and many many branches that can really flow in the wind and so where is your core strength where is that core structure but you've got to be able to go with the flow otherwise you're going to miss out on opportunities so really important one to have yeah it back to collaboration because mm. if you have your key skills and strength you can bring to a team but you're also open to helping others when they're in a tight spot and they'll be helping you. So you may not be working in your area of specialization, but you are you have the ability to adapt and to help out in another capacity um, for another team member who's on a tight deadline or needs to get something across the line and and you know it's not looking likely unless everyone pitches in together. Mm-hmm. And you can have your foundation and um, your specialty, but don't be so rigid that right. that's the only thing you do because that's not being collaborative and helping out others around you in your community in your in your in your work community but it also applies to life as well i mean yes you gain so much from giving and you learn things that you, you never would have expected and more to go in your treasure chest <laughs> <laughs> that's the catch from today yes Yes, we want to put as much, you know, it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. It's the wisdom to know how to use the knowledge. And that that treasure trust, there's a whole load of knowledge in there. When do you need to bring it out and what do you need to apply it for? It lays the wisdom and that wisdom comes through the journey of life, uh, through learning, through living, through um, allowing. And, uh, And we get there. Do not expect to know it all as you're starting out. It's about gathering as you go, but being willing to be open to explore, to learn, to adapt and to grow. And then, then your treasure chest will be full. Yeah. And also to be open to receiving advice from people who've specialized mm-hmm. in certain areas, activating careers with career coaching. There are some, you know, tangible skills that you need to develop um, on your career journey, such as having, uh, you know, a tailored cover letter resume and how to answer interview questions and ask informed um, questions in the interview. Um, These are all things that Activating Careers can help with, but more in general, um, if you have the mindset of being open to learn and to invest in coaching, I think um, that will help you along along your journey in life too. Right. And you can help people anywhere in Australia and anywhere because you can do it by Zoom and uh, have that face-to-face and and help people along their journey. Yeah. Yeah. Students um, at all stages in life. Yeah, exactly. Whoever is looking 
to, to restart a career or, you know, to, to go down that road again. I wouldn't know how to write a resume now. You know, it's been so long, you know, um, and we're inclined as you get older to put too much in there. That's irrelevant, right? So, you know, yes, what applied 20 years ago maybe doesn't apply today. So one needs to always be willing to get those refresher courses, even if you think you know it, because uh, things change. So definitely, um, I'm learning all the time as well. Exactly. And that the best teachers are those that are willing to learn. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, working full-time gives me the opportunity to know what's happening in the industry and experience regular interviews myself and can pass on that knowledge and experience to all of my clients. The best, best, best form of knowledge of those it comes from those that have walked the path and have learnt the experience along the way. The golden exactly. nuggets, they really are. And so yeah. thanks for sharing your golden nuggets with the world. So it's activatingcareers.com.au for australia they can reach out to you and and set up a call to see if there is a synergy between you and which Absolutely. way to take them yeah with um, supporting them in their career journey interview preparation um and or more tangibly with a resume review right and so on linkedin it's kylie ross that's correct yes right. kylie ross in and um, i do my videos on there and i have a uh, Facebook page um, as well for activating careers. Excellent. So, you know, just go and cruise, listen to a few of them, reach out. Uh, the whole reason why we go through life and gather this experience is so we can turn around and share the knowledge uh, and, and help you on your journey of life. We've hit some Grand Canyons along the way. We want you to avoid those. You're going to hit some potholes. We want to show you how you can, you know, survive those. So the more knowledge that you have, in your treasure chest, the more your life is going to be beautiful, awesome, and productive. So thank you so much for sharing with us here today, Kylie. Thank you for having me. It was a wonderful opportunity, and I think you just wrapped it up nicely there. <laughs> uh, so everyone, whatever beginnings you are, whatever age you're at, wherever you're going in life, if you're needing, you know, you're going to be starting out looking for a new career, a new job, or you are an entrepreneur that's going to be interviewing other people, and you just really don't know how because it's a different side of the table for you, reach out to Kylie. She's there to help you. The enthusiasm and the passion to see you succeed is very much in her. So please um, tap into all that wonderful experience she has because she wants to see you succeed as well. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. To find many more shows of inspiration, please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com podcasts and you will see an array of shows to choose from. Please do visit our www.discoveringcommunities.org and see what else that we have in store for you. Do enjoy our next show.